I'm Kristen Hostetter, and you're listening to the Straight Talk podcast by Outside Business Journal. Well, I've had a couple extra cups of coffee today because I know I'm going to need it to match the energy level of today's guest, Earl B. Hunter Jr. of Black Folks Camp 2. Earl is a force to be reckoned with, and he believes that his company can be the bridge between the Black community and the outdoor businesses that want to engage with them. I'm really excited to welcome Earl to the show. Earl, how are you today? I am fantastic, Kristen. You know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood uh, here over in uh, the eastern part of the country in North Carolina. Uh, the weather is amazing, and um, I look forward to having an amazing conversation. Awesome. Well, so am I. So let's start off by telling our audience, in case they've been living under a rock, uh, <laughs> what is Black Folks Camp 2, and, and how did it come to be? Well, so Black Folks Camp 2 is an amazing, delightful company. You know, um, we, uh, our company started, um, I, I was actually an executive, one of the only black executives in the RV industry, which is a $144 billion industry. And um, I found myself, you know, really uh, uh, driving through that industry, understanding the industry, understanding the lifestyle, and not seeing a lot of black folks really in the industry or in the lifestyle, period. And so, uh, my job is, is not to harp on the issues uh, as a person. My job is to talk about the opportunities. And I thought it, was an ama- it would be an amazing opportunity to start to ask the questions why, to ask the questions uh, where, what, and when. And so I started, uh, uh, I left the, my post as the vice president of sales at, at an outdoor company uh, in North Carolina. And I started Black Folks Camp 2 in 2019 at the Outdoor uh, Economy uh, uh, conference in Asheville. And our company is amazing because Black Folks Camp 2 was not created just to get Black folks and, and make Black folks aware or get us to go camping with just Black folks. Black Folks Camp 2 was get Black folks to go camping and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. We don't care who we camp with, as long as some Black folks are around the campfire. And so our company is a marketing consultant of firm that is uh, uh, exciting, is uh, amazing, but we stand in the gap for the industry and also the consumer. So we remove fear, generational fear, uh, add knowledge and invite black folks to enjoy the outdoors, more black folks to enjoy the outdoors. We also uh, work with the industry to help them remove fear of wanting to uh, advertise and to uh, seek the uh, black folks in the outdoors. We help add knowledge to them. And we also invite them to invite more black folks to enjoy the outdoors, right? So it seems like we're, we're, we're right in the middle with the bridge to bring the two together. That's who we are. I love it. And, and to be clear, Black Folks Camp 2 is not a nonprofit organization, right? Like you're a businessman and you're in business. Absolutely. We, we are not a nonprofit. As a matter of fact, when I started our company, I wanted to start our company as a dot-com, right? A for-profit business. I didn't want uh, the, uh, all the industry folks that I knew, particularly RV industry folks and retailers that I'd seen at outdoor retailers. I didn't want them to feel like I was coming to them asking them for something, right? Our job as a company is to, is to show them that we can help you do the very things that you do every day, which is do business with folks, right? It's an ROI which means return on investment to some folks. But for us, it means return on inclusion, right? Because the more folks we get included into the outdoor industry, particularly black folks, 
the more of the bottom line that those companies will see in regards to helping us drive the business to get more black folks in the outdoors, right? And so again, I uh, when I when I'm having these conversations with uh, with the CEOs of some of the larger companies that we've been dealing with, or the states uh, that we've been dealing with, or the counties and things of that nature, listen, this is a uh, this is a very very serious uh, situation, right? We can we can we're, we're really helping two birds, right? We're helping two birds with a ton of hands fly, right? We're 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 really doing a, an amazing thing. We're getting people who have really never explored the outdoors to explore the outdoors. And we're getting those same folks to explore the outdoors using the equipment that the industry actually sells. This, this is like a no brainer, right? And it should be, that's who we are. So Earl, we were so excited to do a feature story about you in our most recent magazine. And um, Sarah Ali wrote an incredible profile and you took her camping, her first, yeah. time, her first time ever camping, which is exactly kind of what we were just talking about, right? It was like a match made in heaven. heaven. Right. And, um, and so she wrote about this experience, this camping experience with you. And that's basically what Black Folks Camp 2 is all about. Listen, let me tell you, what, what's so really, uh, what was exciting about that, number one, thank you for the, the piece. It was very well done. It was classy but it was fun, but it was dope. And it had this, uh, this rad feeling about it that, um, you know, particularly uh, being in the magazine, but also, uh, sorry, when she, when she wrote it, when she, how she immersed herself into the story because she was in it, she did something that a lot of black folks uh, that are going to read, a lot of folks are gonna read this and feel like they were there, right? And so my job as a person, more than just a company, my job as a person was to show, uh, show that young lady that the outdoors is fun and it's exciting and it's good for her health, it's good for her mind, it's good for her body, it's good for her soul. When she was standing on the mountain, even before she got there, when she was, when she was actually preparing for this, right? I could see it in her eyes that she had never been camping before and, and kind of looked like, it's kind of the feeling that I was having when I had never been backpacking before, right? And so to see her uh, get uh, e immersed into this this uh, this uh, exciting adventure, to see her backpack and to get on top of that mountain and see those stars and see that campfire, it was amazing. Right, because, you know, and she wrote about this in the piece, there's a real difference between going on a hike, like a day right. hike or a walk, which, which Sarah has done plenty of. Mm -hmm. And then actually like putting everything on your back and hiking into the wilderness where there's no buildings and no lights and no sounds and camping out, right? Like there's like, there's something like really intense and powerful that happens when you remove yourself from the everyday like that, right? Well, you know, that's life. That's what that was. That was life. You know, we, we do this every day, you know, everybody in the world, you know, we take, we, 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 we either leave our homes and now we're in our homes, but every day we, we, we thrive, we, we, we put our problems, we put our issues, we put all those things on our back every single day, right? We put them in our heart, we do everything we need to do with our families, and we set out to have an amazing day. Or we set out to have an amazing time. At least I hope people set out to have a positive, amazing day. And to see her um, put her coffee cup, right, and put her water uh, bottle in her and make sure her tent was set right and her sleeping bag. What I was explaining to her, this is life. 
And these are the things that we, you know, you, you, I, I said to her many times when we were going and, and, and backpacking up the, up the mountain, listen, you're going to go through something to get to something, right? She wanted to camp. She wanted to feel that, that, that uh, warmth from the blaze. She wanted to be on top of the mountain. Well, you know, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to go through something, right? And she did it. And, and, when, and, and as we were traveling down the mountain is what I love the most is when she, when I saw her have that moment of, I did it and I made it and here I am. I love that. Um, so you, you kind of stole my thunder here because I was gonna ask you about that favorite phrase of yours. Um, right. Well, people have told me that that's one of your favorite phrases. You have to go through something to get through something. And, and, and I love that because it can, can apply to anything, right? Like it can apply to a grueling climb up a mountain or getting stuck in a traffic jam, um, or it can apply to a personal crisis. Right. What are you right. going through right now? And you know, what, what are you getting through right now? Well, it's a couple of different things. You know, um, immediately um, what I've gone through in the last couple of weeks, I actually went through a battle with COVID. You know, COVID was, um, was uh, tough for me. Here I am, a 45-year-old black male, uh, very healthy. Uh, I backpacked. Hundreds, uh, hundreds of miles in the last year. Uh, I'm healthy as an ox. I don't have any underlying health issues. Uh, and COVID attacked me as if I did have underlying health issues or issues that the, the medical professionals have said that would cause me to be in the situation I was in. And I found myself fighting for my life, right? I found myself actually thinking that I wasn't going to live uh, one of the days. And so, I can remember, honestly, fighting for my life. And so um, I think I tell folks all the time, you know, because I'm such a positive individual. All my friends know me as the guy who's excited about life and excited about everything. I had to go through something. I had to go through something to get to something. Right. And and a lot of and a lot of be frank with you, Christian, you know, I don't want to as a, as a survivor of COVID, I don't want to sound like um I don't want to make other folks uh, who family members who didn't survive COVID feel bad, but I got to tell you something. I fought for my life, right? And I fought for my life for nine days. And what was so beautiful about fighting for your life is when you make it over, you can live this life and enjoy it. It was just like us fighting to get more black folks in the outdoors. This is not easy. This is hard work, right? This oh is gosh. very hard work. Well, um, I'm so sorry that you went through that. I did not know that until you just said it. And thank God you're safe and sound and healthy right and, made it, and made it through. Um, you know, we listen, I, I, I tell I'm a, I'm a happy man. Right. I've had some, I'm a good times kid. I grew up in the bricks. Right. I grew up in the hood, man. I grew up in a place where most folks are like, you know, you're not going to make it out of there but I live a Huxtable lifestyle. So I understand both sides of the equation. And if you don't know what Good Times is, the show, you should go YouTube and look at it because it's a pretty dope show to talking about an amazing family, right? That's living in an area that is, uh, they're, they're trying to make it, right? Well, you think about the Huxtables, those are the folks who made it, right? In regards to, from a financial perspective, from an education perspective, and from a just showing the difference in black families. Neither one of them are better, than the other, they just were going through what they were going through, right? And so in regards to the outdoors, Kristen, you know, we 
as a company, um, we we thrive every day to work with our clients, to work with uh, our the folk, black folks, work with anybody where they can see that the outdoors is a place that we all need to be so we can enjoy nature. I used to love that show when I was a kid. I totally remember right that show. <laughs> Um, I Earl. can't see how you remember that show. You're so young. You know, I didn't know you. you I know. know yes, yeah. I know. Well, I was, just, I was baby. Right. Um, so Earl, I've heard this about you from several sources now that hiking with you requires a major adjustment in terms of uh, expectations of miles covered because you literally stop. <laughs> and talk to every single person that you meet along the trail. Is that, is that true? I, I tr you know, I try to because uh, I want to know what everybody just, a lot of, when I first started uh, backpacking and hiking though, the reason why I did that, because um, I saw so many people looking at me, right? Looking at me like, uh, particularly white folks looking at me like, oh man, we see somebody different out here. And I wanted to answer their questions and their curiosity before they, went off and continued to their, their hiking, uh, I wanted to hear it from the, from the person's mouth. Why am I out here? So I would tell them. And I would tell them all about our company. I would tell them what we were doing. I, was I would tell them how excited I am to be out here. And I, would, and I also give them a nugget that I don't think they really, really even thought they would hear, right? In a lot of different places, right? And the other thing is, is that I was really learning, really understanding. So why do you have that backpack? Why do you have that type backpack, you know? Uh, from a from a, uh, a a business perspective, I was wondering why are you wearing those shoes, right? Why are you wearing those boots? Why are those boots? Are those boots comfortable? You know, uh, you know. Um, so I'm 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 I was actually getting data in a lot of places, right? But I really, as you can see, I love talking, <laughs> right? I love talking. I love seeing people have fun and exciting. And I know, for most of the white folks that we saw out on the trail, I know. I may have been the only black person that they had ever seen on the trail. And I wanted them to know that more are coming. And I needed them to know that uh, when we come, I want you to make us feel just as warm and fuzzy as I felt having that conversation with you. Simple as that. And so that, that's my style, you know? I love it. Okay, next question. You sent me this iron-on campfire patch in the mail last week, Woo. which is really kind of central and important to Black Folks Camp too, right? Can you tell me what this is and what this represents and what it means to you? Kristen, you just, in your hand, you have one of the most powerful pieces to how we're going to uh, increase diversity and inclusion in the outdoors. The most powerful piece that I believe that is amazing. That is the Unity Blaze, right? The Unity Blaze is the campfire from our logo, which is Black Folks Camp 2. When you take that logo, when you take that, that campfire out, it becomes the Unity Blaze, which means treat everyone, everywhere equally. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, or your age. It doesn't matter where you're from, where you're going, and where you are. We believe that the more folks that treat everyone everywhere equally, particularly in the outdoors, we're gonna find that the very same people, the very folks that are, have not enjoyed the outdoors, right? The very people that have uh, not, don't know anything about nature, those folks 
are going to see this amazing, amazing blades, which is the Unity Blades patch and the Unity Blades sticker. And they're going to want to uh, have those uh, conversations. They're going to want to engage with one another. They're going to want to when they're in the when they're in the trail, when they're uh, backpacking, when they're at campgrounds, feeling like, hey, just because uh, we don't look we look different, that don't mean we can't have a conversation. And by the way, I haven't. I've had some amazing conversations with folks when I've been camping in, in the outdoors. But there are some folks that have not even explored this. And one of the reasons why they haven't is because they feel like there's some fear in there. Well, we want to make sure that folks are uh, fearless and we want them to, to, to don and to wear this. And we want them to be able to tell folks. This tells folks, I treat everyone everywhere equally. And if there's somebody out there that says, well, I don't need a sign to tell everybody that I treat everyone equally, I do that anyway. Well, then you won't have a problem wearing the patch then. Simple as that, right? right? So, we have RV dealers that fly the flag. We have RV dealers out there flying the flag of the Unity Blades, right? And so it is amazing. It's amazing. So where are people gonna see the Unity Blaze? Um, you're gonna I, see I, the uni yeah, you're gonna see the Unity Blaze everywhere. So we have folks, you know, in the, in the outdoors, you have folks uh, purchasing the Unity Blaze, putting it on their, their water bottles. Uh, we have uh, companies out there like amazing, uh, excuse me, Granite Gear, who uh, partnered with us to uh, to don the the Unity Blaze on their on their backpacks, on the scurry packs, on other packs. We have companies out there that are going to have our Unity Blaze are uh, in some cool places that I really can't talk about right now because we're going to be launching this thing. The Unity Blaze is going to be everywhere, right? Not just in the outdoors. It's going to be everywhere. Because by the way, listen, Kristen, check this out. Why wouldn't you want to treat everyone everywhere equally, right? And for the people that feel like, well, I don't want to treat everyone everywhere equally. Well, we don't really want to be dealing with you, right? <laughs> as simple as that, right? You're going to become the anomaly in the blade. We're, we're, we're wanting to make sure that people feel safe. They feel excited. And they feel like they can go into the outdoors and um, and have an amazing time and be able to have conversation with the people that are already out there. So. Gotcha. Um, Earl, so we're recording this, by the way, um, kind of in the second week of Black History Month, which is mm -hmm. significant and important. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to, you know, a lot of our audience is brands out there. Um, stakeholders in outdoor brands. And so I want to be really clear about the opportunity that you're presenting with this Unity Blaze. Like, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, Granite Gear has partnered with you to put this, right. this Blaze on several of their products um, to raise awareness about right. all of the things that, we, that we're speaking about. But also, do you get, do you get a kickback? Do you get a, a part of the product? We do. Of that. We so do. That's an important part of your business, right? That's a really important part of it because we believe, listen, Black Folks Camp 2, by the way, let me say this first because this is very important. Black Folks Camp 2, Earl B. Hunter Jr. and our staff and our team, we're not the pioneers of getting Black folks or encur encouraging inclusion in the outdoors. There are a lot of folks before us that have done an amazing jobs, right? There are a lot of people out there that are still doing amazing jobs. And then not just for black folks, but for Hispanic folks, for Asian folks, for Indian folks, for all folks out in the outdoors. But we also believe that in order to uh, to uh, push the needle and to drive it, we have to have more folks understanding and learning faster. So 
the Unity Blaze proceeds, what we're using those dollars for is to create our, our, our digital education initiative. We want more people. We have to create uh, some amazing content for folks to see what it means to be in the outdoor, what it right. means to wear that gear, what it means to have uh, the, the right type gear when you're trying to uh, backpack 20 miles, right? And the elements of the world. So those dollars are being used to make sure that we are able to create the content, create the copy, and actually not just only create it, but to, to push it out there via social media to all places to make sure that people get it. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, in case people don't know, it does cost money to create content. Tons of money. And it does cost money to push that content out. So I can, I can, I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> um, right so, so again, just to be super clear to our audience here, you know, if you believe in these things that Earl is, is talking about, and I think we know that so many um, companies in the outdoor industry, you know, diversity is top of mind. It is. Uh, if you believe in this, then reach out to Earl and talk to him about partnering with him to get the Unity Blaze on your products. That's a really tangible way to give back and to, and to, and to you know, lean into your diversity efforts. And if you're a retail shop, reach out to Earl and get a sticker to put on your door and start right um, encouraging these conversations with your customers who walk in. I mean, these are, these are real tangible things that the industry can be doing to, to, um, to support you and to support what you're talking about. Right. Well, you, you, you know, I tell people all the time, listen, I've been a keynote speaker at a lot of DEI meetings, right? I've been, I mean, I've been on every podcast you can think of. And, and, and there, again, there are a lot of people out there. Again, there are a lot of black folks, Right now, I'm talking about working hard in the trenches and have worked hard in the trenches to really drive the message of DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. But I got to tell you, there are a lot of DEI meetings and folks have walked away from not knowing what to do. And they're just asking the question, what should I do? And it really hadn't a lot of folks told them what they should do. And then some folks have told them what they should do, and it seemed like it's too hard for them to do. This is pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. Right. This is easy to do. We wanted to make it easy for everyone, not just businesses. You know, we wanted to make it easy for everyone, not just white folks or black folks or Latino folks or green folks, yellow folks, orange folks. Everybody can do this. Right. And we 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 believe that we're going to change the world. Simple right as that. on. Right yeah. on. So, Earl, there's also an opportunity for state tourism offices to reach out with you or to you and work with you um, on engaging more Black people in outdoor travel, too, right? Right. So, so you know, that's one of the one of our, uh, our biggest uh, models that we have as a company. You know, I want to give a huge shout out to my home state, which is South Carolina. I was born and raised in South Carolina. And, and we all know, particularly in the South, you know, particularly South Carolina, you know, has had a, a, a very uh, hard time reaching, uh, making sure that black folks felt comfortable in the state from the, a lot of, because of the history and things of that nature. But I got to tell you, South Carolina State Parks really stepped up and they wanted to uh, really to shine that light to say, look, we want we know we haven't done a good job in the past. We've tried and we really want to get more black folks and people of color out to our state parks. And we've tried to do that. And now we wanted to reach out to someone. They reached out to us as a company and we're doing that, right? We're gonna have some data here, hopefully in the next six months to really show what we've been doing. 
But when South Carolina came on board, North Carolina came on board. Now we have Virginia and places of that nature that have uh, reached out to us and said, look, we want to invite more black folks and more people of color to our state parks as well, to our counties, to our cities, tourism, all of that. And we think it's amazing because a lot of times, a lot of companies and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, states, they feel like, you know, we don't want to say the wrong things, right? We, but, but I'm telling them, look, we got to do something, right? And we have the right wording for you. This is not pandering. This is inviting. And we're going to get it done. And I, and, I, and I think it's amazing that we're working with those groups. Great. And so many, so many states, too, these days have these outdoor business alliances and these you know, the, the, they're they're sort of galvanizing around the outdoors. So hopefully that creates lots more opportunities. Sounds like you got a good, you know, you got a good foot in the ground down in the south. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's a lot. There's it's a big country. So hopefully some of these other um, uh, states will start reaching out to you as well. And they will. And they, and and, and uh, you know, they're they're probably working with some other groups out there. I hope they are working with some other groups of helping them do this. And um, again, you know, we're we're in this together. This is unity. We're in this together. Right. Yeah. Right. So Earl, you, you're obviously, you know, you're a big voice, you know, you, you, you've said it, you're loud, you know, you're loud and proud and you're, 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 you know, beating the drum and pushing your message out, but, uh, but you're also really humble. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, whose, whose shoulders do you stand on here? Like yeah. who's gotten you, to where you've where you are now you know I, I tell folks all the time you know I, as growing up as a good times kid man I've had a lot of people to help me that's why I honestly I don't like the the term pull yourself up by your bootstraps we all need help no matter who you are from a no-nair to a billionaire everybody needs help and particularly in this work that we're doing in regards to uh encouraging more people of color more diversity and inclusion in the outdoors I just want to say that there are a lot of a lot of folks before me, right, Kristen. There are a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of folks who identify with whatever gender they may, right, whatever age they are. They have done some amazing work, right? Folks have been writing books about getting black folks in the outdoors or people of color in the outdoors. Folks have started pledges. Folks have gotten have started organizations all around the country, right? People have been talking about climate change and environmental. Uh, uh, efforts. There have been focusing on uh, rangers in the outdoors. Listen, these folks have hard work to do. They have hard things on their shoulders. We don't know. You don't know what they've been dealing with in the background as they try to get more black folks and more people of color, more Latinos and more Asians, more any, more anyone that doesn't look like the folks that are out in the outdoors right now to enjoy the outdoors right and i just want to say thank you to those folks right i want to say thank you and my job is to help drive that message right we have a beautiful message but we don't have the only message and i want to make sure that those folks know from the bottom of my heart honestly i I thank them because they have encouraged me encouraged me daily to uh to continue to drive the business it's as simple as that amazing Earl, I know speaking for myself that the outdoors is so critical to me in my well-being and my time. I need time outdoors um, in order to be the best version of myself. What does being, what does actually being outdoors 
on a hiking trip, on a backpacking trip, on a camping trip mean to you? What does it do for you? Well, you know, Kristen, that was an amazing question. I'm glad you asked me that because, uh, you know, the outdoors means everything to me now. Um, you know, I tell folks I found my freedom in the outdoors. And I believe as I went through my battle with COVID, uh, the outdoors saved my life. Well, as a 45-year-old Black male, um, I know a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of my Black friends uh, who are suffering with heart disease. Uh, they're suffering with diabetes. And we as a culture, we suffer from those things. People of color and Black folks suffer from a lot of health issues. And I believe some reason why some of those health issues are so prevalent is because we haven't really explored the, the outdoors. We need that vitamin D, right? We need to be walking and talking. We don't have to also always hike a big hike or go on a big mountain just to get outdoors and feel that fresh air. And that's why so many folks have been preserving and conserving nature, uh, which a lot of folks don't even know why uh, conservancies exist and land trusts exist in a lot of different spaces, but to really to preserve and conserve this land so we can enjoy it all. But, uh, you know, I feel free when I'm in the outdoors. I feel like, you know, um, you know, all the barriers of fear, I have those fears and, and I've been backpacking for some time. Uh, my first backpacking up by myself, actually hiking by myself happened four weeks ago. I did nine miles on my own, right? And I, and I went through those trails and I walked through those trails and I felt like I was lost at one point, but I, I used the teachings that I learned from the folks who took me out on my first backpacking trip a year and a half ago or a year ago, right? Follow the blaze. Make sure you're on the trail. Don't, don't make sure that you, you your surroundings, man. Look where you're going, but enjoy yourself, right? And for, for me, uh, my job and my, my, my thought process in this company is not for Earl, is not necessarily for the folks that are my age, it's for my children, 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 so that our children will actually get in the outdoors and be in the outdoors and have that freedom with your children, if you have children, with your siblings, with the people, your grandchildren, people, anybody, right? And so we can enjoy the outdoors together and have freedom together. That's where I look at it. Well said. Here's my last question, or actually it's not necessarily a question, but it's, it's a request, okay? Okay. Um, I understand that you are prone to breaking into song on the trail and in life, and that you have a pretty amazing voice too, right? So uh, a little bird told me that Lovely Day by Bill Withers is one of your favorite songs. And so it is. I was hoping that you wouldn't mind. I hate to put you on the spot, but not really. I was not hoping really. you could... Um, that we could finish up here by you uh, singing a verse of that for us. Well, I, I will. And you know what? That's one of my favorite songs because I love Bill Willis. He's an amazing songwriter. But here's the thing. Every morning, though, Christian, when I wake up, right, uh, I go to the mirror and I look at myself and I say, look, Earl, you got to get it today, baby. You got to go feed your family. You got to go out here and make it happen. And you, you got to think of my, I got to think of myself as being feeling good and handsome and all that kind of good stuff. Cause I don't feel good. Nobody else feels good. So I, I always sing that song. When I wake up in the morning, love, and sunlight hits my eyes, there's something without warning, love, that's heavy on my mind. Ooh. When I look at you, bum, bum, ba, da, and around all right with me, yeah. oh, just one look at you. Mm. 
And I know it's gonna be, you know it's gonna be Christian? A lovely day, 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 lovely day. Listen, it's gonna be a lovely day. It's gonna be an amazing day. And we're gonna change the world. That's what we're gonna do. That was so good. Thank you so much for singing that for us. Right it's on. Way to, it's a great way to wrap up this show, Earl. Uh, first of all, so glad you're healthy. You have made me feel great today. Um, I'm sure you're going to make everyone you meet today feel great. That's just who you are. It's been, right such, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, Black Folks Camp 2, blackfolkscamp2.com. Go to our website, find us on social media, IG, Facebook. I promise you, we might. our, our posts are probably some of the most delightful posts that you'll ever want to read because we love the outdoor, but we love life too. And we mix all of it together. And thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Straight Talk podcast by Outside Business Journal. The outdoor industry is full of fascinating people doing bold things, whether it's in sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion, specialty retail, activism, marketing, or brand building. And here at Straight Talk, we dive straight in. This episode was produced by me, Kristen Hostetter. Our executive producer is Jeff Moore. Our executive audio engineer is John Barclay. Our associate producer is Ashish Threstha. Our production assistant is Louisa Albanese. Please subscribe today to the Straight Talk podcast, write us a review, and of course, stay up on the latest outdoor industry news at outsidebusinessjournal.com. 